0: Movie, talk about us.
1: Movie, talk about us. I'm Keegan, this is Jace. I'm Jace and he's Keegan.
0: Oh, how's it going?
1: Oh, it's alright. Good. How are you going?
0: Feeling particularly well spoken. It's going to be our best episode yet. It's going to show. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. If you say so. Maybe. Maybe.
2: Well, theme.
0: Danger.
1: Just danger. It's very broad. Vague. Could have been Toy Story. Very easy to pick for.
0: Indeed. Yeah, but it took you until like 20 minutes after we were supposed to start recording last
1: time. Yeah, it did. Because <laughs> I wanted more specific theme, but danger is very broad.
0: Yeah. What'd you pick?
1: I picked American Sniper. Oh cool.
0: Yeah, I had fun with that one.
1: I picked Wait. the Wages
0: of Fear. Oh yeah. I just wanted to rewatch the Wages of Fear. I was like, what's a theme that can go in this movie? Loophole. Loophole. You don't really need to have a loophole to rewatch a movie. I don't That's know. true. Yeah. This whole thing is just a roundabout way for me to rewatch movies I like.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
0: Oh, well.
1: So, he started us up?
0: Yeah, well, before we get into all that, I want to ask an opinion of yours.
1: My opinion?
0: On something, yeah. You know how um, Batman came out recently? Yeah. Lots of people really like it.
1: Oh, do they? I didn't look into it.
0: It's got some pretty high ratings or whatever. Okay. He, like, That's a uh, Letterboxd has got a top list. It's like a top 250 narrative features. Okay. Like best movies list. Now, I think it goes off of people's ratings on Letterboxd. Yep. And Spider-Man and Batman both made it in the list. The recent Spider-Man? Yeah, the recent one.
1: Oh, I haven't seen that either.
0: Hmm. Yep. Yeah. And, um, well, you know how IMDb has a... Also has a top 250 list, but it's full of like a lot of movies that are a bit different to the ones on Letterboxd, their list.
1: I believe so, yes.
0: Lots of superhero movies. But here on Letterboxd, it's like everyone's got their art films. There's the Citizen Kane and the Tokyo Story.
1: Yeah. All that up there. I believe IMDb is more like a popular list, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Popular,
0: Popular on IMDb and so is Letterboxd. It's just Letterboxd has got more people that like that stuff. Yeah. Which means some people got a bit salty, I think. I was reading why is that? the comment section. Cause they because like, they don't want to see the superhero movies up there with their um their favorite art films.
2: Oh my god.
0: What's your opinion? Um
2: I mean Why not? Why 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 don't they want them
0: up there? Oh, because in their opinions, the art films are just better than superhero movies.
1: But wouldn't the superhero movies, sure, it's based off comic books and stuff, but isn't it still art?
0: Yeah, well, not as artistic or
1: as thought-provoking,
0: as what these people are saying. I haven't seen the new Spider-Man or Batman. I haven't either. I can't really say a whole lot about them, or if they deserve to be on the list or not, so I'm not qualified, but I think the situation's a bit funny.
1: Do you believe that the artistic movies should be in their own column?
0: Uh, I'm not exactly fussed about it because there's already the BFI list
2: from 2012.
0: BFI. Yeah, that's the thing where they got 750 directors and critics to try and vote on what they think the best movies of all time are. So like yeah. a, a favourites list. Not a favourites list, but like a best list based on the opinions of professionals in the industry. Yeah, okay. So, like, that already exists. And I don't know why people are getting upset about, I know, a best movies list on Letterboxd.
1: Are they just salty because it's, like, are they losing in
0: this battle? No. This is, like, two superhero movies in a list of 250.
1: Oh, what the... Yeah, I mean, it's dumb. It sounds dumb. Mm.
0: I mean, I'm looking at it. I haven't seen the movies, but I'm thinking, wow, there's no way that these movies are as good as that one there or that one there, like Taxi Driver. (laughs) I can't... I won't fully know until I go watch them. Yeah, true. Yeah.
1: Well, one day we'll watch them. Maybe even have a theme for that.
0: Oh yeah. New superhero movies that have popped up in the letterbox top two fifty list? Well thats that is that gonna be a future theme, Jace?
1: Uh, we could make it similar, but not that. Well you don't like vague um, vague themes. No well say what you could just say the new superhero films. It's less that than come out. Yeah, but you don't have to add the two hundred and fifty on letterbox, you just be like the new superhero films.
0: But Jace, just imagine you're sitting at home and you're playing Yellen Ring. And I've texted you, I'm just like, Jace, it's 7.59, we have to start in one minute. And uh, you have to pick the move of the theme. And the theme is the letterbox to top, top 250 superhero movies. Oh, the- and you're like, and oh, shit. Instead of going on Google and being like, oh, shit, sorry, Keegan, let's delay this by 20 minutes, you can just go, well, which one did you pick? Oh, I chose Spider-Man. Then you'll be like, oh, yeah, okay, Batman.
1: That simple. Or oh, I could go to the letterbox, have a look at the two fifty and see what they got.
0: Yeah, maybe there'll be a third one in there by then. Yeah, probably. Maybe after we watch those two movies we should talk about this again. I guess. To see it see if we think that really belongs in there. Oh yeah, that's a good idea. <sighs> Speaking of other stuff. good ideas. Yeah.
1: So instead of picking the theme, we're probably going to do a theme wheel and just randomly pick it next Ooh. time.
0: Yeah, in the future. So yeah, I think. don't
1: know when, but we will.
0: Mickey wants us to do a controversial film
2: topic. Yeah, controversial would be annoying. So
0: many. Um, Pick a controversial film that doesn't have animal violence. And I was just like, well, shit, there goes my first thought. Cannibal Holocaust. <laughs> oh, well. That would be cool. Ah, next I- time. Yeah, I'll rewatch that as a bonus anyway.
1: Yeah, why not? Talk about it as a bonus.
0: Mm. What other themes do you think you'll add?
1: Uh, other themes would be things like, I don't know, I might even add like animated movies. Oh, yeah? Like Japanese animated. And mm-hmm. then you've got... Paranormal horror. Oh yeah. Bo Australian bogan. We have to do an Australian theme at one point. I've already got We've... one to mind. Oh shit! Okay. <laughs> uh, what else have we got? Definitely have to do superheroes at some point. Yeah. Um, we could do a Marvel or a DC list if you want to go specifics.
3: Hmm.
1: I guess so. I don't know. We'll we'll work it out. That's in the future. That's yeah. future, Jason's problem. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about. It. I'm just yeah, thinking because we'll just...
0: I want to rewatch Opening Night. What scenes would come from that?
1: Uh, wh- what's th- Opening Night?
0: <laughs> Maybe theater would theater be a good theme? Even though, oh, hang on. Let's not spoil the next theme until the end,
1: Jess. Oh sure.
2: Yeah. Hmm.
1: Well. Did you watch any bonus movies this week?
0: No. Just kidding. I did.
1: A lot. I was going to say, that's a lie.
0: Yeah. Do you want to go through them quickly? Yeah, go nuts. Seven bonuses. So, first one, Diabolique, 10 out of 10. Um, same director who made The Wages of Fear. I wanted to check out more of his movies this week. Mm-hmm. Um, this woman is planning to kill her husband um, with her well with his mistress they're like, teaming up to kill him and then they kill him and they hide the body but then the body disappears and she's like what the hell
1: and yes, um, Jesus Christ all over again
0: yeah it's just like that it's Jesus Christ except he abuses his wife oof okay <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> kind of suspenseful um really cool for the most part but like the ending story wise is a little bit disappointing because it turns out the mistress woman was just betraying her to be with the guy and he never actually died i was really disappointed by that but at the same time the final scene was executed really well some real edgy seat stuff really suspenseful imagery so i was like a bit i was a little bit ooh, uncomfortable and it was cool yeah. Even though the story disappointed me a bit, so maybe I should lower it to a nine now. to think about it.
1: Oh, but it was well, really- you do rate a lot of movies high. Yeah,
0: that's the weird thing. With my letterbox, I rate them all off enjoyment usually. So, I have about four hundred and twenty movies at ten out of ten on my letterbox. But at the same time, only about probably less than hundred of those movies actually deserve that ten out of ten in lockdown. Objective sense, you know,
2: yep, yep,
0: yeah. Like, The Taint doesn't deserve it, neither does Blast Fighter. Blast Fighter is like a three out of ten movie, but I love it, so yeah. I like looked through the list of ten out of ten movies I have, I'm like, oh, yeah, only like a
2: hundred of these deserve
0: it, yeah. So, anyway, next movie. This one's 10 out of 10. I'm not changing this one from 10 out of 10. Uh, it's called Late Spring. Late spring. spring. Yep, 1949. Okay. It's like a family drama type thing. This woman looks after her father and they had a really good relationship and he's the sweetest old man, but she's like 27 and she needs to get married soon or whatever. She's like, no, I want to look after dad. And he's like, oh no, you gotta go get married. You gotta move on to the next point in your life. And it's like that for about more than two hours. More yes. than
1: two hours.
0: Yeah, I'm skimming over so much, but like okay. it's really—it's a really good movie. The dad is the sweetest thing of all time. If you will, Jace, if you're looking at a list online, you're like, "Oh, top ten sweet old men," and he's not in the top three at least, then the list is wrong. So that's just a bit of advice here. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. The, at the end of the movie, she does get married, and then she moves away. And the final scene is him just, like, sitting down his house without her, like, alone now. And he starts peeling this apple, and then his, his head tilts forward, and then he gets the sads. And because he's the sweetest man of all time, it broke my
1: heart to see him sad. Jeez, it was just really good. Did you cry? <sighs> I almost did. Oh, damn. I need to find a movie that makes you cry.
0: I think you would like it. i
1: will probably like it. That would probably make me cry.
0: If you want, like, if there's someone you want to just rip their heart out and pull it apart, making them watch Late Spring is probably the most legal way to do it. Legal way? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So now a a campier movie. I watched The Wasp Woman, a little sci-fi horror from the 50s, directed by Roger Corman. Yeah. Um yeah it was like this woman who's a CEO of this like cosmetics company hires a mad scientist to use wasp enzymes to make her look younger and it turns her into like a half human half wasp monster and kills people
1: <laughs> Interesting
0: it's pretty cool Um at the end of the movie they kill her because there's like a there's a convenient glass bottle on a bench and there's a little label on it that just says acid on it. He throws that up and she dies.
2: And she dies.
0: Yeah. It's like she kills a bunch of people and they don't put up much of a fight, and then when it gets to like the final two people who have to survive, suddenly they start putting up a fight and she's not as good at killing. Six out of ten.
2: Six out of ten.
0: Okay. Then I watched Calibre from 2018. Oh, this one's also a six out of ten. Mickey watched this one and she rated like an eight. And um, she was telling me it's like, oh, it's like a modern better Deliverance. I guess it's modern. Um, yeah. It's so because she said that I was probably basically like comparing it the whole time, and I guess there is tension in the fact that. The main character has just is having has a baby on the way, and also, um, there's like they're guilty, there was an accident, they accidentally killed some people and they try to cover it up, so that's where the tension's coming from. Oh, they're trying not to get caught for the whole movie, and they really shoved in your face that the guy has a baby coming just to okay. artificially create more tension. Ooh, but these guys, they are definitely in the wrong, like the guy follows his friend and his friend is a fucking piece of shit at the same time. Like, they literally did something really horrible. So I wasn't really on their side the whole movie or empathising with them, just wanting them to get caught, which they did at the end. Whereas with The Deliverance, there was that moral ambiguity going on and there was, like, more to think about there. And... Yeah. The tension was also better and not in an artificial way in Deliverance. Whereas, oh, okay. I mean, I think so. I get, I think that Deliverance is really intense. That's why I like it. I get, yeah. And yeah, it's pretty. And Calibre was shot in like around forests and stuff, but there wasn't a lot of good shots. They like wasted it. There was one good landscape shot at the end that was beautiful, but they could have been doing that the entire time with the village, but it was just really averagely shot. So it was like a waste, almost, of a good location. So like in every way I can think of, in my oh, totally non-biased opinion, objective correctness, not as good as Deliverance. Sorry, Mickey. Um, next movie, 9 Out of 10, The Trip, from 1967. It's another Roger Corman movie um, about this guy taking LSD after his wife divorces him. And the guy is played by, sorry, Peter Fonda and Bruce Dern's character is like watching over him and Dennis Hopper is also in the movie. So this is like around the same time as um,
2: The Wild Angels, like the other Peter Fonda,
0: Roger Corman movie. It's like the late 60s era, and I really enjoyed this one. It was really cool visually, and him just all over the place. Like, lots of really cool moments. Apparently, it's accurate, too. I've never taken LSD, but all these Mm -hmm. guys were like, oh, before we make this movie, let's take LSD and try and do that in the movie, too.
2: Yeah.
0: So, I don't know how
1: they completed that movie on LSD, but okay.
0: Well, I think they did this cool thing, Jace, where they did the movie while they weren't on LSD. They did the LSD and the movie separately.
2: Okay. Yeah. Pretty revolutionary,
0: if you ask me. Next movie, 2 out of 10, Ski Troop Attack. Roger Coleman again. My least favourite Roger Corman so far. Which is, It's kind of weird that this one came out the same year as like Little Shop of Horrors. He had movies that were so much better than this just coming out at the same time. It's like, what's going on here? But this just like looks like the cheapest thing that he made in a short amount of time. It's almost like he was like, oh, I'm going on a holiday after making this successful movie. On one of the days there, I'm going to make a movie. <laughs> and... <it was> like, <laughs> like a World War II thing, they had a bunch of dudes on skis with fake guns riding around, killing Nazis and surveying the area, that was pretty much the whole story, and they cut in some stock footage as well, just for realism, I guess. I don't know. I'll give it that much. It's like really resourceful. Very resourceful movie. Not a lot going on. I'm glad it was as short as it was, like an hour and 15.
2: Oh, that is short. Yeah. wouldn't recommend that one. Um, yeah,
1: okay.
0: Last movie. I had some friends over last night and you went tired because you were like, oh, I'm
1: so tired. Oh, Listen, I can tell the podcast of why we were all tired that day.
0: <sighs> yeah, let's not get into it.
1: Okay. I think.
0: So James picked the movie. He picked Jason X. We were like, "Oh, let's pick something that's bad and funny." And I didn't want to pick anything because, like, last time I picked something was Deliverance, and Ethan roasted me. I was just like, "Can't handle it. I don't want to do that anymore. I need, don't have my I don't have my copium on hand." So James picked Jason X, and it's like the most 2001 movie I've ever seen. Jason in space. There were some cool kills and really terrible acting. Every time they were trying to make a joke intentionally, it just failed.
2: But that's just, where,
0: yeah, that's why it was funny though, because of just, the jokes were so bad that I found humor in it that they weren't intending the viewers to have.
1: They should just never have made a 10th movie. Or a 9th. We could go all the way down to 3 at least.
0: Bullshit. Four was the best in the series.
1: I haven't seen four, but ten's too many.
0: Yeah. I kind of liked it number eight, Jason Takes Manhattan, even though half the movie's on a boat and not in Manhattan. Um,
1: like a, um, a cruise ship, or is it like a fishing boat? or
0: Like a boat with school kids going on a trip or something.
1: And he just kills people or drowns them?
0: Uh murders him. in a variety. Of, I don't really remember much of the kills. I remember the rooftop kill. The guy was like punching him and fighting him like because he's a boxer, and Jason's taking all these hits. and then Jason just uppercuts him and his head comes off.
1: <laughs> what?
0: Yeah, it was kill. Cool. But that's that movie. Jason X is like that, but in space.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Oh
0: no. But what, Okay, wait,
1: hold on. Law-wise, isn't Jason afraid of water?
0: No, I don't think so. He's not afraid he's, of water.
1: He's, in the first movie, he's afraid of water because he drowned as a kid. No, That's how he becomes Jason. Movie,
0: in the first movie, his mum is killing people because Jason was a boy who died in the water.
1: Yeah, he drowned.
0: Yeah, and for some reason, like in the second movie, they're like, oh, that boy who died. He didn't die. Let's just have an adult zombie. We It doesn't make any sense, but doesn't matter.
1: What? Okay. Yeah. My mind's blown up.
0: And then the creators have the gall to say that Jason X isn't canon, even though they haven't made a movie since except a remake, and I'm like, no, you can't do that when in number eight you fuck
1: up the timeline so badly. Should have watched nine first, Keegan. I should watch
0: 9. Jason next is... probably in-
1: explains why he goes in the space.
0: Jason next is canon, and the creators are wrong. Sorry. So yeah, okay. that's all the movies I watched between last recording and now. That weren't the topic ones.
1: So wh- what was your rating on that movie?
0: Oh, like a 5 out of 10.
1: 5? That's still pretty high.
0: Yeah, because it was kind of enjoyable. In a way, like the bad jokes, and just... The kills were actually cool. Okay. There was a guy who was like a stoner character. He was annoying, though. He was terrible. I was so glad when Jason killed him. Anyway, I'm not the only person who watched bonus stuff this week, Jason.
1: What, the Jason from your movie you just spoke about?
0: Yeah. I'm talking to the Jason Voorhees from the movie
1: we were talking about. Not oh, he. what movies did he watch, Keegan? Just kidding. Get oh, on with okay. it. What do you watch? He, he doesn't want. He doesn't like water movies. I can tell you that.
0: Too much water. He doesn't like Pokemon Ruby. <laughs> <He do. laughs> Fuck. What's Jason's he, favorite Pokemon game?
1: It would be Pokemon Red.
0: Oh, I could go on about this all day. I'm getting distracted. Okay.
1: Anyway. Uh, so I watched a few movies. The first one was Parasite. Finally. I know. All my friends peer pressured me into it,
0: but not yeah. really. Peer pressure is okay if the thing of peer pressuring is a good thing.
1: Yes, true that. Like drugs and alcohol, you know? Um, I mean, are, are they good things?
0: Oh, so how's Parasite?
1: Uh, Parasite... I believe Parasite was actually really good because I don't really watch a lot of con films. Yeah. So pretty much, like, it kind of hooks you at the start of the movie with some guy giving up his job to go somewhere, but he really likes this girl, and he tutors her, like, English, like teaches her English, I believe, or math. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I forgot. Probably both. Anyway, it's a rich family that they were tutoring. Yeah. And then this guy took over, who's from a poor family.
0: Yeah. And the poor, the the guy with his poor family is slowly bringing his family, mate, um, family members in to replace people working for
3: them.
1: Yeah. It's weird, too, because they'll get the other people fired, then get their family members hired, but as a non family member. It's pretty good. I quite liked it. The the twist at the end was pretty good. And I I did not expect that at all.
0: Quite a few twists and turns in this movie.
1: Oh yeah, it I quite enjoyed
0: it. Keeps your attention the entire time. Like I'm um, just it's just constantly good.
1: It is. Yeah, I quite enjoyed it.
0: Yeah, lots of symbolism too between the classes or whatever.
1: Yeah. This was definitely yeah. a nine out of ten on my books.
0: Ten out of ten for me.
1: 10 out of 10? Oh, that's the closest one we've got to each other.
0: Yeah, it's like... Well, actually, no, we were in the same with This is the End, weren't we?
2: Uh, Maybe. I don't
0: remember. That's okay. Mm. Oh, well, I just remember just... I haven't seen Parasite since 2019. But um, it was just... It did, like, multiple genres throughout the whole thing. Not at the same time, but just, like... Did this drama, did like, there was a horror section and a suspenseful thriller section and just a...
1: A romance section.
0: Comedy. And it just did all of them just perfectly. I was just enjoying them as their own thing.
1: And it it was well made. Yeah. I loved it. Really? Totally recommend that to anyone who's listening. Of course, like it's a good movie. It's hard to find though. I had to watch it on SBS demand.
0: That's not hard to find.
1: It's Listen, I thing. don't use anything besides Netflix, all right? Oh, yeah, I know. It's a
0: free thing. You can download SBS On Demand if you're Australian.
1: Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Uh, the actually- second movie I watched – sorry, Keegan, what were you saying? Oh, no, you go. The second movie I watched was The Atom Project, which is new and is on Netflix, and it has Ryan Reynolds, Keegan's oh. favourite actor. Yes. He's he funny. loves him so much. <laughs> <laughs> funny. he's so funny. Um, he's doesn't have that big smart ass attitude that he does in other movies. Like
0: doesn't have that sarcasm.
1: Well, he does, but it's not too much. Like it's a little bit here and like a little bit throughout his scenes.
0: Also, oh, he's dialed back a bit.
1: Yeah, I felt like he did dial back a bit in, in this one, and okay. I quite enjoyed it for that reason as well. Yeah. But the the fact was, his like, cause the way the movie works is that he goes back in the past, and he sees his younger self. His younger self is also has a big mouth and is a smart
0: ass. Oh, so is it like but, some is it some cringy child actor they got to pretend to be Ryan Reynolds? Just be like, act like Deadpool to this kid.
1: He done a really good job. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I have actually saw a uh, TikTok recently of Ryan Reynolds recording him when he was telling a joke, and he pulled that joke off so well. I was like, this kid's so bright. What the hell? Oh. So, yeah, I, I, I recommend watching it and see if you like it.
0: It's like Ryan Reynolds is going to pass down the mantle of legendary funny guy to this kid. Yeah, could <laughs> Who
1: knows? Dead junior. Uh, there is a bit of serious parts in the movie, and... You can see him angry in some bits, which you never really see with Ryan Reynolds, because mm. he's always calm and smart arsey. Yeah, not since, like, his early stuff, like, Buried. Have you seen that? I have buried? not seen that. I have not seen that. That sounds fucking horrible. Decent. Is it like, no, not a horrible movie, but horrible to watch?
0: Oh, he's in, like, a little coffin buried underground the whole time. Oh, yeah, the- no, fuck that. <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> you had me at Buried, man.
0: Yeah. He's buried alive in the middle of the desert. Oh,
1: fuck that. As a phone. They pull it oh. off pretty
0: well, though. I don't know. I
1: mean, I might still watch it. That's a fear, yeah. though.
0: It's Like a 6 out of 10 for me. But did you like the more serious moments in Adam Project? Yeah, I did. Yeah, okay.
1: Because he actually acted quite well. But it is like a brand new movie. And, like, the computer graphics were a lot better than some of the other recent ones, too. Well, to it look better than Free Guy? I haven't seen Free Guy, oh my god. Oh, god.
0: shit, I'll just keep forgetting. I, I'll just assume that you would see a movie like Free Guy. And just I like- am
1: going to watch Free Guy at some point this week. Yeah, okay. That I'll have be- to hit Mickey up. But, hey, Mickey, can I borrow your Disney Plus? <laughs> <laughs> um, um. But yeah, so I gave Adam Project a 8 because it's still an average movie. But I quite enjoyed it, and the humor bits were were actually a little bit funny.
0: Yeah, I was listening to the radio today on the way home, and they were talking about Ad's project, and they mentioned there was like a bunch of 80s nostalgia in it. Is yeah. That a
2: thing? Okay. I don't
3: know.
2: Oh, Is that I a thing?
0: What 80s nostalgia? Yeah. Like it's, it's, it's the style. Oh, like, technically. Like-
1: Okay, Okay. another 80s or maybe even 60s. Oh, I don't, I'm not too sure which one. Um, the first Star-Lord movie. What is it? What? Star-Lord? Yeah. Um, oh. With the raccoon.
0: Guardians of the Galaxy?
1: Yeah, that. That was based in like 80s or something. That was supposed to be like an 80s nostalgia too with the music, the cassette player.
0: I guess I, I kind of like that one.
1: Yeah, I kind of like that one too.
0: Yeah, well, I'm probably going to watch Adam's Project this week then, since you liked it. We'll have something yeah. to talk about next time.
1: All right, and I'll try and watch Free Guy, <laughs> and we'll compare. Mm. We'll, we'll yeah. see if um they are a, a duo. Yep, I've got to watch Double feature.
0: Jason 9, and I've got to watch Adam's Project. And, oh, um, my God, I don't know when it's going to end with these Roger Coleman movies. I just keep looking at the list of movies and, like, I want to watch those ones. Mm. I thought I'd be done by now, but I'm not done. I don't Are know. you ever done, though, with movies? Movies, I don't think I will be. Roger Corman movies, maybe a, oh, maybe a week or two. Okay, I'll be,
1: sure.
0: I'll do a little ranking. Maybe I should make you watch one.
1: Yeah, I should have watched one. Maybe we'll hit up our friend group and be like, hey, you guys want to watch a movie?
0: Yeah. Oh, I wonder which one I'll choose. Yeah, so, want to get into the topic movie? right. We've been talking for a while.
1: We have been. All right, let's get into it then.
0: Yeah, so, uh, we'll talk about my movie first because it's my theme. Sure. Wages of Fear. Wages of
1: Fear. Yep. 1953.
0: Yeah, this is like my favourite 50s movie and it's in my top 10 of all time. And I absolutely love this movie a lot. What do you think of it?
1: Uh, I actually quite liked it. I didn't like the start too much Mm -hmm. but it was a... It kind of hooked you in later on.
0: Yeah. I'm a big fan of the setup and building bit that's the first 40 minutes of it and I think it's like... I think it could be its own movie. I'd enjoy that too. Yeah. Mm. See, it opens with like a shot of this. Well, it's like a shot of the town. It's a small middle of nowhere shithole in South America. And then it just moves to the saloon where there's just like a group of, just a group of these charismatic characters. Regardless of how unlikable they are or how bad of people they are, they're still kind of enjoyable to watch on the screen like the German guy, and um, the thing is they're all runaways from around the world, ex-gangsters or people that are in trouble who just needed to quick out. Mm. Excaped. Yep, and they ended up in this place in South America. Its only connection to the world again is the airstrip, and they have no papers, and they have to save up money from by working, so they're all basically stuck. Okay. And because they're from all over the world, this movie's got, like, people speaking five different languages. It's not just everyone speaking English. They're all speaking...
1: Mm. Well, they had all the natives in the town, too.
0: Yeah. the um, Italian, French, English, Spanish, German. Mm.
2: They had heaps of people.
0: Yeah. And the thing that the... Well, the town's making money and still alive because of uh, the SOC that are the American military people that are like uh, protecting or building this gas pipeline there. I mean, oil pipeline.
1: Yeah, oil pipeline.
0: Yeah. And that, that ends up being where the opportunity comes for these people to try and get out, basically. Yeah, so what do you, do you have any thoughts or anything to say about the first part of the movie? Uh,
1: the first part of the movie was a bit meh. Like, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I kind of understand it in a way because it was like you're trying to understand each character and you're trying to understand what's going on with the town because mm-hmm. you got your um, uh, Native American Africans or African Americans, as they call it. Uh, which is your natives of the town, and then you've got all these other white guys, but the white guys look douchey as fuck. Like, they're just dickheads. Them,
0: right? Yeah, a lot of them <laughs> Like,
1: <British laughs> what the fuck? The only one who seems
0: alright is the British guy. And Luigi. Luigi, holy shit. Oh,
1: fucking Luigi. Luigi's best. I love Favorite Luigi. Character.
0: What a good man. I know, right? Yeah. They're just All these characters are just really enjoyable to watch for me, even the bad ones. Mario and, like, Joe. Joe rocks up in his suit and all fancy and just pushes his weight around a bit. Yeah. Yeah. Or tries to. He can't really do that to get out because he goes to the SOC base and he threatens to blow up the pipeline with some dynamite if he doesn't get out. And the guy just says, oh, look out the window. Look at all those guys that are on my side with guns. You can't do shit. And he's like, okay. So... He's like a big shot who's just stuck in a shithole now and he doesn't have that power anymore, which is something I don't like about the movie.
1: Yeah, and he, but he still has that dick attitude.
0: Yeah. He's, he's trying to
1: control the saloon, like turn the music on, I don't listen to that shit. And mm. then a whole group of people just got bad. It's like.
0: The massive head, which is sort of gradually chipped away at, but then even quicker once the job starts and he's not.
1: Oh, bro. no, no, uh, no, no. no. He, it doesn't gradually quicker. It's gone when the job yeah. starts. That's how and quick it was.
0: Talking real big and then just, oh shit. Oh, yeah. nitroglycerin. Yeah. yeah. So, what happens is at the SOC base, um, an accident happened and there's a massive fire and all the oil's burning and they need an explosive to snuff it out, basically. So, they have all this nitroglycerin, but they had to transport it and they can't. They can't use their workers because of how dangerous it is and the unions will give them shit. But the main guy's saying, oh, there's a bunch of bums in this town with no papers. We can try and go with those guys. and They'll be perfect.
1: Mm. No one's going to miss those guys.
0: Yeah. No one would even
2: know they were gone.
1: Yeah. So the main actor, whose name is Mario... Wants the job, but he had a roommate which had he had a falling out with because of that. What's that other guy's name? What, Luigi. They didn't have a. Oh, they didn't have a falling out. They had a. They had a fight. No, he was trying to impress the guy in the white suit, the other French guy.
0: Yeah, because he's like, oh, he's a big guy who knows what's up. He looks tough.
1: Yeah, and he had a fight with his roommate, which is Luigi. And it's weird because when they said Mario and Luigi, I was like, wait, what? It's- <laughs> my childhood is just taking over my mind right now. Oh yeah. Except Mario is not a Italian; he's a French guy. <laughs> Go figure.
0: It could have been perfect if they had just done that.
1: Yeah, Luigi is perfect. Luigi, yeah. like Luigi, would play a Mario player, like a Mario <laughs> character. Looks Easy. Like Mario. He looks. He looks like Mario. Luigi. Which is weird. Oh my god.
0: Oh, yeah, they should have preemptively known. I don't know. I guess if they went that way, there would have been too many planes, not enough Frenchies.
1: Yeah, that's true. Mm. Um, but, yeah, like, they all sign up for the job because they're being paid the big money. They're going to be called rich afterwards.
0: Yeah. That's where some of the... um. I'm just going to point out the sort of anti-American or capitalism kind of commentary that's happening with that movie that people talk about. I think it was a bit cheeky at the time. People like, oh, they're criticising America. And I think there was like a remake later on called Sorcerer, which I haven't seen yet, but apparently it dolls back that stuff. because made by an American guy. Oh, okay. Hmm. I don't know. Well, that's the thing that exists. Okay. It's sort of a commentary on all those things packaged inside a big adventure movie on the surface. So there's, like, more to think about, really, as well as it being an intense, suspenseful adventure. Did you find it suspenseful?
1: Uh, When they started the job, yes. Yeah. Um, I mean, at the start of the job, it wasn't as suspense. Because I'm like, oh, yeah, okay. But then, like, the characters actually, like, acted really well. And it like kinda of hooked you in. That they is. did a really good job. But they also like Mario was just dumb at one point. It's like, dude, you're gonna kill yourself What the fuck.
3: Mm.
0: No, he's quite fidgety. Yeah. Mm. He was, I think he was a bit stressed out and disappointed in Joe. But for me, the tension really starts just as far back as when they're sitting around the bar. And it's like, oh, we're waiting for two forty five to happen. Having a few drinks before they go, and then that one guy sort of hangs himself out the back.
3: Mm, yeah,
0: just them standing around waiting for the job to start, not sleeping or being tense. That's what it's like it starts for me. You got the tension across okay. the way, there, and it sort of builds throughout. It is really high pressure, like I've seen it three times now, and it was just as sort of. Suspenseful and NGSC for me as it was the first two times watching it. Something about how it's shot and edited.
3: Yeah, okay.
2: Done. Yeah.
1: Well, the good th- good thing about hiring the people in this town is that they know the roads. So yeah. the people that took the jobs were like, all right, up here is going to be bumpy and we need to go this flat speed to be at an even surface.
0: Well, because. I- I don't know if that was them. I think that was the SOC guys They'd planned the route ahead. And gave oh, them. You? Yeah, I think they were given instructions um, how to drive in this spot and that spot. Oh, okay. I, think, yeah, I don't think they would have known that much detail. Like, I mean, I've lived, I in, I've lived in this area for like that many years and I don't know the roads that well.
1: Yeah, you true. Know? I mean, they were in, like, a small Western town. Like, there's, like, mm-hmm. ten buildings or less, hands yeah, down. Yeah, they
0: weren't really, like, moving around a lot. They would work every day and then hang out at the saloon and just try and make enough to get out of there. Mm. Luigi, <laughs> was doing that. Luigi was just on that grind every day, inhaling that fucking cement dust of the whole time. Yeah, true. Mm.
1: Yeah, poor Luigi. Had really bad coughs.
0: He had a bad cough and also six months to live if he kept doing the cementing. Hmm. It was really so
1: he, he was taking that job regardless. He's like, you know what, fuck it, let's go.
0: Yeah. One of the things that gets me going about this movie is the um, road trip scenery in the backgrounds. I think it's shot really beautifully and looks really cool. Don't you think?
2: Yeah, I
1: think the scenery is really good. I mean, mm. it is mainly a desert, but, you know.
0: Well, there's a variety. There's like a swampy, watery area at the start, the bit where they have to change speed. There's the rocky terrain area on the hills in the background. I think there's some okay. genuine scenery in it. Yeah, right. okay. Three insavorable spots. If I had like a laptop or something or a monitor, there was 4-3 ratio, I could just slap one on there.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Just screenshot it and just slap your wallpaper on.
0: Yeah. I do like road movies, though. Like Duel or road games. Uh, Paris, Texas is a good one, too. Yeah. Maybe that's a bias thing.
1: <clears throat> Maybe it is. Yeah. But I want to speak about Joe for a sec. Right, so Joe's big head. like. Yeah. As soon as he started driving that truck, he was so scared for his life. It wasn't funny because it's a very oh, dangerous hey. job.
0: Mm-hmm. He's still trying to keep up that persona of being a big guy, though. Too, he's trying to talk himself yeah, he was. up, him, like he's holding on to it. But really, it's just gone. It really sad in yeah. a way. If he wasn't such a bad person, I guess. Yeah, but um, Bimbo and Luigi the whole time they're fine. They're just a couple of larrikins. Like, yeah, ben true. A common, collected, sort of quiet boy, and Luigi just brings out the, I don't know, brings the fun, the friend out of them or whatever. Like, the, you know what I mean?
1: Yep.
2: Yeah. It's just Luigi. He's a good but
1: guy. Also, yeah, Luigi's amazing. But Mario was a bit of a dick as well, yeah. halfway through.
0: He was a drive.
1: No, and he fucking ran over his leg. Like I understand, yeah, how he did that. But at the same time, that's a fucking dog shit move. Yeah,
0: but at the same time, it's understandable in a situation. It's a very high stress situation, and they're like near the end of it too. It's like their last obstacle. Yeah. So he went over it basically. Yeah. I mean, it's a pretty it's full like- on. Yeah, when Joe dies, he's just covered in oil and shit and got a broken leg and just looks horrible. And it's like the complete opposite of how he arrived in his nice suit or whatever and all his confidence.
1: Mm. He's just covered in oil.
0: Yep. He just completely declines from Mm. 10 to 0 throughout the movie.
1: Actually, there's one pet peeve I disliked about this movie, Keegan. What's that? That the distant explosion... Of Luigi and Bimbo, I think his name is. Spoilers, but yeah. I mean, you said that Joe died. It doesn't matter. Oh yeah, yeah, we don't care. <laughs> what
3: about uh, fuck's sake. That was a
1: cool thing. Yeah, but like, it doesn't, it doesn't show you what they're doing. Like, it sh- should at least have go into their car and be like, "Oh, we're driving. Oh, well, this bit what risky. It next like? Dead."
0: I love the way they did it. I love the way it came out of nowhere. I thought it was amazing. I think it makes sense in a way too. I have like a little theory that, um, you know, the obstacle they came across where it was a big rock in the road and they had to use nitroglycerin to blow it up and get out of the way? Yeah. I think the reason they died and their truck exploded uh, is yeah. they used some nitroglycerin, which left more room in the canteen for some swish swish, and then they blew up.
1: Well, to be honest, Keegan, they drove off without that can. Oh, they did? They yeah. left.
0: They left nitroglycerin out in fucking... Yeah, well,
1: I don't remember seeing them pick it up.
0: No, they would have put it back in. You, when yeah they don't show you something all the time, your mind fills in the blanks. No one just has always assumed they put it back on.
1: Well, I don't because it's there. They left it on the fucking side of the road. Go well, on, go by.
0: Either way, it's like an empty spot in the truck, leaving a little bit of room exactly. for... Yeah, can exactly. So I still, I still think that still applies.
1: It does. Yeah, well, I, I thought of that as soon as you brought it up, but you said that of the, the half-empty can was ready, and then I was like, oh, I didn't think about that. I thought of it just they left side inside the road, and then the they other can the just...
0: Thermos. Yeah, they left the thermos there, but I think they took the jerry can with them.
1: That rock scene was pretty cool.
0: Yeah, I liked it. They all started pissing in it, except for Joe. The hole that was left after the explosion... Yeah, it's good. Good bonding moment. Real nice. They all
1: had a good time.
0: And yeah, well, I guess.
1: <laughs> well, that that's when um, Mario and Luigi became good friends again. They had oh, a they good looked, laugh together.
0: They were always good friends. They just had drama sometimes.
1: Yeah, I know, but it looked like that they were, you know, angry at each other.
0: Yeah, they gave they gave each other a lot of shit. Well, actually, no, Mario gave Luigi a lot of shit. Hmm. But Mario, Luigi was just like a
2: people person. He was. Good lad.
0: Yeah. So what do you think about the... Oh, do you want to say anything else about the
1: obstacles or anything?
0: no, or um,
1: you... nah, well, nah, not really. People can find that out by watching it.
0: I think the bit where he gets out of the truck and just collapses in front of the flames from exhaustion was a really cool shot.
1: Oh, at the end? Yeah, really good.
0: With just the background just full of flames. I, thought
1: I don't cool. understand why he has gone towards the flames, though.
0: It's like, this is what I
1: did it for. This is
0: what they needed me to do. And then he's like, it's finally over. And he just lie
1: down. Okay, hear me out. He's covered in fucking oil. He's walking towards a large pool <laughs> <bowl> of flame.
0: <laughs> you read into that a little bit more than I did. I just like. Thought,
1: Oh, does he want to kill it? Like, the first thing I thought of was, like, does he just want to die, like, after everything oh, that just happened?
0: That's the last thing he wants to do. He succeeded. He doesn't
1: want to kill it. Yeah, cross. and he earned, like, 2K. Back well, have you, days, ever look at
0: a, have you ever looked at a campfire and just be like, wow oh, could watch this for hours and throw leaves?
1: Uh, yeah, but it's different.
0: Fire's pretty mesmerizing. It is. Uh, What do you think of the ending where he's driving back, no glycerin, and then crashes off a cliff anyway?
1: Oh, my fucking God. This is the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my fucking (laughs) life. It's so dumb.
0: You didn't like it?
1: Okay, so he's a dickhead. Why is he driving side to side on a road? I mean, I understand you're happy. Yeah. (laughs) But, like, you see this tight corner coming up that has a big cliff and you keep doing it. Something in your brain is telling you to do this because you don't care about your life anymore.
0: Mm. Well, no, he just feels invincible because he doesn't have nitroglycerin in the back of his truck. He thinks nothing's going to happen.
1: Yeah, maybe.
0: Yeah, I think that ending happened because the director Henry George Clouseau, didn't want he wanted to keep it cynical. He didn't want any of it to be like overly happy. And that's just how he thought to end it.
1: It's it, like well, as soon as he crashes the truck, it just ends the credits roll. <laughs> i like, okay, yeah.
0: I kind of justify it in a way because it doesn't matter if there's nitro or not in your car or vehicle, you can still die if you just drive like a dickhead or accidents will happen anyway. Yeah, but maybe that's just me trying too hard to justify it.
1: I don't know. Yeah, I, so, I still gave it a what did I give it a six out of ten, eight out of ten. I think you gave it a six.
0: What, do you, what yeah. are you feeling like it like now after talking about it? Still a six?
1: Um, I feel like it could be a seven, actually. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's, I gave it a three and a half, so it's a seven.
0: Mm. I definitely think it's a ten out of ten. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. I think it's, I think it's seriously well made. I love it. I'll watch it again one day too.
1: Watch it with the rest of the group.
0: It's
1: hey, one of oh, my, my God. It's Ethan. one of my 10
0: out of 10 what?
1: If we watch it with Ethan, he would rage so hard at this movie. Oh, at
0: the ending he would. I don't no, know. He'd be like, oh, that's Dickhead. Don't drive with it. Oh, nitroglycerin. <laughs> <laughs> facts <some> and logic? No. <laughs> <laughs> I think, but I actually think that Wages of Fear is one of my 10 out of 10s that actually deserves the 10 out of 10. It's one of the ones yeah. that I... Yeah.
1: Okay. I, I, I would totally recommend it to other people to watch this too. It's pretty good.
0: I do recommend it to people. But, like, it's just a shame they can't find it anywhere. You know? Yeah, true. Hmm. I even recommended it to my boss once. Did he watch it? No. Couldn't find it.
2: Oh, yeah,
1: true.
0: Yeah. Um, next movie...
1: You recommend American it. Sniper. Bang, Ooh, bang, yeah. bang, she shot me down. Bang, bang. All right, so I picked this movie because <laughs> I had so many movies in mind. I had, um, well, I wanted to actually, I wanted to use We Were Soldiers, but I could not locate that movie anywhere. That's my favorite movie.
0: You did buy the DVD, and you have to put that movie on your favorite list or your letterbox page. Yeah, I need to watch. I want to watch it first. It's affecting the part of my brain when I see that unfinished film.
1: That is definitely a you problem, Keegan.
0: Invoking some negative feelings.
1: Well, you need to calm your shit. So, Uh, so, yeah, okay. (laughs) Um, and there's other movies like. uh, What's those movies? God damn it! What Toy Story? No.
0: Movies where characters are in danger.
1: No, what's that movie that I picked and you're like, oh, they're pretty basic, but they're really in danger? Final Destination.
0: Oh, that's not a basic pick. That would have been a good pick.
1: Yeah, but yeah, you I said you'd tell shit.
0: No. What? No, okay, we're thinking a different thing. Maybe. Yeah, there's was another. I remember a conversation mm-hmm. where I was like, you mentioned something and I was just like, no, I really don't want to talk about that movie. And you're like, no, okay.
1: Because yeah, final destination, they're in danger in the whole movie, but they just don't know it.
0: Bradley Cooper's in danger in this movie because he goes to war. Ooh.
1: So it fits mm. the floor. I started watching this movie and I was like, I haven't seen this movie. But then when it got to the end, I have seen the movie.
0: You remembered it. The Yeah, I remembered it. Yeah. I've never seen this. this was my first time watching.
2: Was it actually? Yeah. What'd you think?
0: Uh mixed feelings kind of. I don't think it was that great. It had some yeah, that's good right. It had some good bits in it. I think.
1: Um, it is based on a true story of a guy who became a sniper and became legendary in the army because he took out so, well, he has such an accurate shot, and he mm-hmm. took out so many of, uh, or oh, he protected his crew a lot too, Yeah. So he, he had a lot of numbers under his belt.
0: I probably should have done more research on the actual person, but apparently he was full of shit and lied a lot.
1: Oh, I have no idea.
0: My f- One of my friends who watched it and hated the movie, you know, Jack?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, Jack, Mickey's husband That guy,
0: he said, oh, yeah, Chris is full of shit, and so he doesn't like American Sniper. I think regardless of whether he was full of shit or not, I think the movie was still pretty below average. <clears throat> or average at best, I think. Yeah, okay. Bradley Cooper was good, pretty good for the most part. Um...
1: I liked it for very basic reasons. Like, I've always been into guns. I don't really do much with guns these days. Yeah. But, um, like, I used to play a lot of games that had guns involved, and me and my mates used to talk about guns and joining the army all the time. Mm. But, yeah, not so much anymore. But that's why I like it. It was a really good shot.
0: Yeah. I mean, some of the action was cool, but... um. I mean, it was pretty decent action, I guess, but the movie's also trying to take itself seriously and it's a war movie. So I think, yeah, okay. um, I think it has to have something like more going on. And there's a couple scenes that are pretty tense with kids, but for the most part, I didn't think it was that great. Mm. It did try to do a lot of stuff with um, PTSD and all oh, that.
1: yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. in the after effects and him coming back home.
1: Well, I he was gone for like, what, three, four years?
0: Yeah, and the way they paced the movie, they showed each of his tours with the scenes of him going back home in between, so like just in chronological
1: yeah. order. So he came come home about four times out of four years. I mm-hmm. don't know how long each time was. But you, you could see that it changed him as a character. Like...
0: Yeah, and some of that stuff yeah. I like too with the lawnmower going off in the background, him just being like, Whoa, what now? He'll
1: yeah, like instantly flinch in that direction. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
1: PTSD is not a thing to really like think over. Like it's an actual condition, it's pretty bad.
0: Mm. It is, and I think the movie should have done more with it. I think yeah, quite, I, reckon. I think they brushed over way too much the training at the start and the recruitment and everything.
1: They did make it sound very basic thing, and I was like, oh, they should have put more into that.
0: It doesn't really give you a good idea of what it's like. Um, But if I think if they went deeper, if they go too deep on too many things, it just becomes an anti-war movie. I don't think they really wanted to do that 100%. It's like they wanted to show the After Effects
2: and all that. Of war, but also keep like a
0: pro war perspective, which I didn't like. Yeah, mm.
1: I don't know, I think it didn't do the right job, but I, I'm biased with that type of movie.
0: I do, I prefer anti war movies over stuff like this. I mean, it wasn't as bad as movies like super action movies, I guess, like Behind Enemy Lines, mm. which is enjoyable as an action movie. But, um, I don't know. Once you watch Come and
1: See, you know. All right. I'll just come and see it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, I'm so good I, at jokes. I wasn't
0: expecting that. You really hit me with that one.
3: <laughs> huh.
2: Yeah. But, anyway,
0: the start of this movie, I mean, it starts off with some cringy stuff. And he's at the dinner table with his dad, and he's got this whole speech about Sheep wolves and sheep dog or whatever. Yeah. And it's just some real tough guy stuff that's really cringy. It's like, there's some patriotic country boy vibes for the whole first section of this movie. And the transition of child Bradley Cooper to adult Bradley Cooper. I don't know. I found it kind of weird and funny.
1: That was kind of weird. His character's I don't know like, funny. You know, I mean... Laughing at it,
2: I guess. Mm, okay, that's funny. Yeah,
0: I don't, His character wasn't very likable in the first part until later on, and when you, I guess, when you start to start to feel a bit of sympathy for him, I guess. Hmm.
1: Yeah. Oh no, it's an alright movie. He end up leaving his tours because he had a wife and kids that he end up creating over those four years.
0: But he kept going back, though. He was hung up on the whole protecting his boys and bringing them home and all that.
1: Yeah, well, that's the thing, right? So he only joined the army. Like, he was a cowboy. He joined the army because he kept seeing news articles of, like, you know, the Twin Towers and, you know, explosions and stuff yeah, at the White was... House. So he wanted to protect his country.
0: Hmm, he was moved to do it. Yeah, He
1: was very passionate about it, and he done it really well. Yeah. But he went too far. A little bit too passionate.
2: Mm. But yeah, so
1: I gave it an 8 out of 10.
3: Mm.
0: I think I gave it a 5. Because I did like Bradley Cooper, I guess, and some of the stuff they were trying to do. But I think they brushed over way too much and could have, and they could have done a lot more. They could have replaced the time they used. um, They could have replaced the parts of the movie that were bad and just done more of the good or went deeper. Yeah. Yeah.
2: They could have done so much better job. Yeah, I know.
1: Well, I don't recommend this movie. Like, it's a ride.
0: What would you rate
1: it? 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. So you didn't enjoy I already said that. Oh, you did? Yeah. Hmm. Okay. What do you re- I mean, yeah you said five out of ten.
0: What the fuck? Kigen? Yeah, we've already had we've already done this where wow. <laughs> holy shit. It's getting that time of the night, you know. Yeah.
1: Alzheimer's yeah.
0: Kegan uh, I meant the night, not my lifetime. That's the oh, end sure. of the lifetime. The end of the recording is when the fatigue sets in. You know? Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. I don't I understand. I don't know.
1: Well I I would definitely not double-feature this at all.
0: Oh, these movies don't go together at all.
1: No. Complete um, opposites.
0: You really missed an opportunity, Jace. Last week we did Rednecks. You could have pitched like a good Redneck movie. That was the closest we got to having something actually double-feature. And you chose Jugface.
1: Well, we both haven't seen Jugface. And now we we can say we have and we'll never watch it ever again.
2: (sighs) Yeah. Wow, Jay.
1: To, this is definitely my excuse to watch new movies. Yeah. Yeah, and then use the letterbox to track it all. Hmm.
0: Are you gonna like rate movies you've already seen, or do you go? Like, is it just gonna be like from the point you made it?
1: Um, I should start rating the things I've already seen
0: because that's what I did. I, like, if I remember watching a movie, I'll rate it.
1: Yeah, I think I should, because then I can, like, know what I have seen. Mm. But I don't know. We'll see how we go.
3: Yeah.
1: Ooh, All right, what else is on our list,
0: Keegan? Um, there was a plastic baby in American Sniper. Oh, did you see that? A little doll? Did you notice there was a doll?
1: Uh, Where... During
0: the dramatic scene Where he's having an argument with his wife And they're carrying and passing around the baby And it's just a doll, it's just still It's no motion.
1: I thought that was fun No
0: You didn't even notice?
1: No Uh, Why would I notice a doll Like when they're like yelling at each other Or whatever
0: You're probably just lost in Bradley's eyes I'm assuming
1: Oh those romantic eyes Oh hubba bubba
0: Ooh, big country boy.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: we we really didn't talk about American Sniper for a long time. No, well,
1: it's, it's a very basic movie. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I'm not going to go through the whole thing because...
0: Do you agree that like there wasn't as much to talk about as there was in Wages of Fear?
1: Yeah, Wages of Fear is a bit more of an explanation of what really hooked you. Well, this movie didn't excite me as much.
0: No, but you still have it like a, as an 8 out of 10. Was it just like the drama and you just enjoyed it on like a surface level? Is that Listen,
1: why? I'm going to change it to a 6. I'm not our saying... Our conversation... No, our conversation right now has got me to change it.
0: Mm. I'm not saying you're wrong or anything. I'm just questioning and asking questions,
1: really. Yeah, well, well, when I try to talk about it, I just... Couldn't? I just don't want to, or I can't. Mm. Like... It's alright. It's a right movie. It's a 6 out of 10.
0: Yeah. Like I gave it a 5 out of 10, I guess.
1: Yeah.
0: It's not Clint Eastwood's best movie that he's directed. Yeah. Um, Gran Torino. Have you seen that?
1: Uh, Oh, I've heard of it. I don't know if I've seen it.
0: I saw it. Grand Torino a few times when I was a little fella. It was, I thought it was pretty good. Yeah,
1: it's an old movie.
0: Still will have to watch Million Dollar Baby. Mm.
1: Oh, what about The Million
0: Dollar
1: Man? Oh. That might be a TV series, actually.
0: Six Million Dollar Man. Oh, is the
1: Six Million Dollar Man? Okay.
0: I you remember back in the day, I said, oh, Jace, I'm going to try and find, like, funny Letterboxd reviews for these movies, and I rarely can. I actually found one that I think is a bit funny for um, American Sniper. Oh, Yeah. So this person on Letterboxd, her name's Rachel West. I'll read her review now. Sure. American Sniper contains the best performance I've ever seen by a rubber baby. a rubber boy, baby. Rubber, so baby. rubber baby is so good it plays a boy, a girl, and an Iraqi infant over the course of the film while maintaining, <laughs> while maintaining its inanimate appearance. It's astonishing to watch. <laughs> what
1: the fuck? I really missed out on this rubber baby. You I, don't wanna, I don't want to rewatch it.
0: <laughs> oh, Don't worry, just look up screenshots.
1: Yeah, I just go YouTubing like rubber baby American sniper. I'm sure someone's Amer- clipped yeah. it.
0: <laughs> American baby rubber sniper. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. it's not oh. a not a double feature. Would not definitely recommend. not a double feature. <laughs> Would you recommend American Sniper though? No. Hmm.
1: Probably, I probably wouldn't either. I guess
0: there's just so many better war movies I could recommend.
1: Oh, there's so much more, like even like the
0: action glamorous war movies. There's better, like Behind Enemy Lines, which I mentioned earlier.
1: Yeah. What about Jarhead and um, Black Hawk Down? I still have to watch those. I'm disappointed. The no, one like, movies I've watched, you haven't watched.
0: There's a lot of movies I haven't seen that I still have to. I told you I'm a beginner. I've only seen more than two thousand J's.
1: Yeah, and I've seen like fucking five hundred or less.
0: Maybe. I think you'd be surprised how many you've seen if you try and wrote, you know put it all down.
1: Mm. <laughs> Even Mickey's telling you to watch Jarhead.
0: I need to watch Jarhead and Black Hawk Down.
1: We could do, like, a double feature at someone's house one day. Maybe. Mm. Well.
0: Um, or we've got an email, Jace.
1: Yeah, I was going to say, we do have an email.
0: And it's not an email from Mickey. It's
1: a... And it's not from Mickey?
0: No, it's a person we don't know in real life. His name's Michael.
1: Oh, greetings, Michael. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Do you want to read it out?
1: You can. Or you could summarise it. It's up to you.
0: I'll read it, yeah. I'll sure. reply to some of his things too. He says, hey guys, sick podcast. Binged all apps on Night Shift last night and I have some issues with your last episode. Yeah, I had some issues with it too. But, uh, yeah, we, is- we both did.
1: We were both tired.
0: Yeah. Firstly, never write off Little Shop of Horrors, 80s musical. Who could not love Rick Moranis and Steve Martin in pretty great performances? Ah. Uh, we haven't
1: watched it yet. We're I've seen movie. it, and I think it's it? good. Yeah, I want. I, I wouldn't own it. a movie I do not seen. The
0: '60s version, because that's what I watched. I do want to watch the '80s one though. Um, very campy, cheesy, and yet self-aware enough to pull it off. Though Jack Nicholson in the original is superb too. Oh, he really was. Jack Nicholson. He's so cool. Anyway, I'm. Oh, I'm just gonna read it as it's typed. I have sure. to say, though, with the topic of rednecks, how on earth did Tucker and Dale vs. Evil not enter the conversation? Great movie and Alan Tudyk really stands out. Have you seen that one, Jace? I have not. Tucker and Dale vs. Evil? It's funny as fuck. I don't know how I didn't mention it. He's, well, pointed saying, some, yeah. He's pointed out some real shit.
1: Well, see, the problem is, it's not about watching good movies on the podcast. It's about talking about movies, and there was heaps of things going through my hand. I was going to either pick The House of Wax or The Hills Have Eyes, and I was like, nah, I'll choose something new. Yeah, Jug Face, you made the right decision, Jace. Fucking, <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> That's so bad.
0: I think I almost went with Tucker and Dale Evil as the topic movie, actually, instead of Deliverance. I almost did, and then somehow <laughs> I just didn't and I forgot but I yeah. it back in the day. It was good. So then he continues to say, also free guys, dumb, peak modern comedy of regurgitating the same shit, cashing in on cameos and references to nostalgia that won't age. Well, however, if you are half asleep and want something to enjoy, then it's funny, not mm, at funny, but dumb brain dead funny. So while I think it's crap, I'd recommend it to people, but definitely a pash movie. Like yeah. when people ask you just repeat the listed categories because you really didn't watch it.
3: Hmm?
0: Yeah,
2: keep it up and keen for the next
0: app, Michael.
1: Thanks, yeah. Michael.
0: Thanks, Michael.
1: We both got this and we both saw it nearly at the same time, or yeah. maybe it was yeah. half an hour apart. But we were both excited. We we're like, "Oh, a Randos listening!
0: Wow!" <laughs> yeah. Wow, someone actually likes this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Whew.
1: Well, like, everyone hmm. can email us at movietalkabouters at gmail.com.au.
0: Yep. Nice emails. Nasty emails.
1: And then you've got Keegan's because... letterbox. Yeah. Which is? Keegan Day. Yeah, mine's cool. J-A-S-A-U-R just saw. that's my gaming name Real
0: dinosaur kid never bought out of that dinosaur kid phase
1: that's okay I like dinosaurs they're ferocious and friendly at the same time
0: I know uh, I put us on some more services I think what else is there uh, so Spotify and Apple now we're on Overcast as well I'm trying to put us on Stitcher but we're also on Google Podcast now
1: nice
0: more places
2: That's we're it. going places
0: on the internet at least
1: yeah <laughs> we're not going anywhere
0: yeah <laughs> oh, well next week is your turn to pick the theme jace uh,
1: yes the theme i have chosen is musicals or where
0: you thought I wouldn't be able to pick. You'd be like, Keegan, you're going to find it hard to pick musical. And I was like, who are you talking to? Who do you think you're talking to?
1: Listen, All right. So Keegan knows a lot of movies, but a lot of the movies he watches is like old western action or something like that, you know, Blast Fighter and what we watch today, or Wage of Fear. But I was like, he never mentions any musicals at all. And I'm like, oh, I love musicals. And I'm like, oh, Keegan, theme's going to be musicals. It's going to be a bit of a challenge. And he's like, oh, yeah, I've got this one in mind. Like, instantly.
3: <laughs> like,
1: oh, Can't win with Keegan. I wanted to watch The Young Girls of Rochefort, but
0: then it was stopped being available in places, which was annoying. Um, yeah. What else was I going to recommend? Oh, yeah, I couldn't find New York, New York anywhere. Which fucking sucks.
3: Yeah.
0: Because mm, I really want to watch that. Do you want to buy... is... say what yours is first?
1: No, well, see, what I was going to say was that I did buy some more musicals recently and they did have Young Girls on DVD. Whoa. I kind of am a Blu-ray fanatic. So I was like, nah.
0: Um, it's like, you should get Young Girls Rocheford, Rochefort, J.C. So you won't actually like it, I think.
1: Yeah, I feel like I do want to watch it eventually.
0: Because mm. I, like, I had a little Jack Demi binge earlier this year. Yeah. Like, I go on director deep dives. I did one for him. And six of his movies, like four of them were musicals. They were mostly pretty good. Oh, that's good. Yeah. I haven't had a dive as deep as Roger Coleman's movies, though. That's crazy. <sighs> my movie for next week is shock treatment from 1981
1: never even heard of that movie before
0: I've heard of it I haven't seen it yet so I'm taking the opportunity I found a yeah. copy it. it's like a spiritual successor or sequel to Rocky horror Picture show so it's just got a lot of the same people in it yeah I love Rocky horror Picture Show that's probably my cool. yeah uh, that's good I've got no clue how good shock treatments going to be
1: Oh, it's going to be good for both of us then. Yeah. And The Little Shop of Horrors is actually what I picked ages ago. And the fact that it got brought up before this episode is frustrating because now it's like, oh, you picked it because you guys were talking about it. No, I picked it two weeks ago.
0: <laughs> oh, you have planned ahead, Jess. I no. planned
1: ahead because it's a good movie. Mm. It, someone like Mickey could easily watch it because it's like a Keegan movie.
0: So Mickey just likes Keegan movies, doesn't she?
1: Yeah, like because it's old school and gritty. Yeah.
0: Like Deliverance.
1: <laughs> well, I'm not saying anything. All righty. Yeah. All right. All right. We'll catch everyone next time. Thanks for listening.
0: Yep. Next time. Musicals. Sweet home Alabama all summer long. Uh, know what I mean?
1: Because
0: that's a song. Oh. I know, but that's also
1: talking about all the Radnex movies we watched.
0: This time, it's a song. Okay. You know it's good when you have to explain it, you know? (laughs) Is it? I don't know. I just know that this recording has to end soon because I'm getting less
1: good at it. Okay. All right, well, say goodbye, Keegan. Goodbye.